Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast. We're like we do every single week. We've seen the episode. We know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And we're doing a little bit of She-Hulk review. Um, Josh was on with Star Wars stuff, breaking down all the D23 uh, news excitement. Uh, well, yes. All the Marvel and Star it's Wars. true. We're up on the Star Wars stuff podcast YouTube channel and all their streaming things. It's going to go up on podcasting platforms sometime this week. I'm yeah. not in charge of that one. <laughs> yep. Check us out, though. We did, we did break it down. We'll do a... Uh, we might do a more comprehensive all of the D23 stuff because there's some things not necessarily Marvel related that I was excited about. <laughs> I feel like the most exciting news for me was Mufasa, to be honest with you. I'm just gonna be... That is pretty cool. That's that dope. Is cool. Um, but that's I another. That's... <laughs> yeah, I know. That's... They didn't get James Earl Jones back? I must have missed no, the I, panel. I, I, no, no, no. I just. This is going to be controversial. I don't want him to return. He sounded bored during the last movie that I don't know if he wants to be in it. Uh, and if it's what if be he's a like show? young boy Mufasa, though? What if he's like reinvigorated with energy? I mean, then get Idris Elba like we all want. <laughs> I do love it. So. Yeah, depends what you want to do. I, the sultry voice of Idris Elba. This is a debate. We're going to have this debate. Now we're actually going to do this. I was, I was somewhat just facetious, move on? but... We are going to have this episode. Uh, All right. No, this is ridiculous. That's a stupid statement. What are you going... I love it, Selva. No. If you can get James Earl Jones, you get James Earl Jones. No, because he said during the last move, like... Listening to him during the 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 live the live action, he sounded bored. None of his li- none of his words sounded believable. It just sounded like enough. got him in. That was ridiculous. No, no listen. Every, I go to that Michigan game every week, and when James Earl Jones' voice hits that stadium, people jizz in their pants. Everybody loves James Earl Jones. That's borderline PG. <laughs> yeah, he's got me there. I'm not saying that he's the best. I'm not saying that he's. He's, he's a phenomenal actor. He sounded bored. It didn't sound like he they got, he was the only returning actor. And outside of Beyonce being just ass at voice acting, she like That's he was the second that. worst person in terms of like voicing for the new movie. He didn't sound like he wanted to be there. All of his lines fall flat. Rewatch the live action Lion King and tell me that you felt the same vigor that you felt when he was doing it the first time. Can I I'm be totally honest? Once, so. I haven't even watched it all the way through. I got bored because I'm like, I'm just watching a new version of the cartoon with like zero facial expressions. So, <laughs> tap. Yeah, I'm, that's why. Maybe he'll be more excited for a prequel. I'm more excited for a prequel, so maybe he's just like me. Uh, but yeah, there are there's plenty of random things that came out in detail. Oh, yeah. Speaking of other just no one cares live action remakes, they just did Pinocchio. And everyone's <laughs> saying it's the exact same movie, except, you know, <laughs> throw Tom Hanks in there. Okay, that's it. Love Tom Hanks. Great. Yeah, he's great. We can get Tom Hanks in Mufasa. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's uh, let's break down She-Hulk. A good episode this week. Um, a lot going on. I know that it was weird 
when uh when he showed up halfway through but i was excited about uh mm-hmm. him slash mm-hmm. her uh, vague appearance the cameo was nice though i thought the cameo was really funny mm-hmm. um so i was you know you guys go and break it so down. like break down the cameo. no 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 tell me tell me what you're excited about in the with the cameo like what was uh, your favorite yeah. what was the you? part where they came in and they were funny was uh was the best part i haven't seen the episode i'm I an idiot <laughs> I, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I actually forgot that I hadn't seen it. We, I, we had bachelor partied from Wednesday on, and I honestly, until I sat down at this computer, had not realized another episode dropped. So, I apologize, but <laughs> Noah's going to take my yeah. spot. Noah, are you nearly as handsome as I am? I I'd argue am more so. Equally. Oh, ooh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I mean, he can grow a pretty sweet beard. <laughs> he does have a sweet beard. I think I that's really the that. only qualifications you need. Uh, to be better than me, so I trust Noah with the episode, and I apologize that I am just no use this week. Hey, well, uh, while I'm carrying the Marvel Stuff podcast on my back the last two days, Coach is going to join in on the Gotham City Rogues podcast. I will we do that. Break down the new House of the Dragon episode after this because Noah hasn't been watching a show for his podcast. Hey, so well, you bo- then. <laughs> All right, pod swap. Just the way I drew it up. All right, guys, have fun. Don't have too much fun without yeah. me. Uh, All right, sounds good, Coach. Go blue. <laughs> yep, he's still here, though. There we go. Hey. Well, now that we got the weight off our back and we can actually ball, oh, you know so, what I mean? So glad that Coach is gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, this episode was pretty good. Uh, I watched it on Thursday, so some of the things, like, I sh- probably should have rewatched it for a refresher course, but. Uh, Donnie Blaze, the magician. It's an interesting in- <laughs> intro with Madison with two N's oh, and a two Y, N's. but not where you not think. Not where you think. They leaned into that hard <laughs> on their social media pages because everyone was such a big fan of this drunk girl. I'm like, I can't say that I'm mad because she actually was pretty funny. And she got sent to a different dimension because uh, <laughs> Donnie Blaze was a former student at Camartage. It's not what he lasts like five days or something like that. Yeah, I do like the fact that that's how they're now explaining how magic is just kind of seeping out into the world. It's very much just like kind it. of like, yeah, like oh, now that people know magic is real, now people are like seeking magic. So yeah. it's becoming a little bit more well-known. Donnie Blaze was clearly just a joke at like Chris Angel <laughs> and the other magician types because he's just shirtless, washboard abs, guyliner, and killing the game. And it, I loved how it showed him doing magic tricks that a magician would actually do, but like a third-rate magician. And then everyone, <laughs> he just he wanted to make his own scene. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to be the best magician that's ever done it. And then when he realizes that no one cares, uh, his... 104 year old assistant i found that out that's a fun fact posted by uh someone i don't don't even know the guy's name but he's now the oldest actor to appear in the mcu 104 years old that is his real age let's go my guy he's looking good for 104 hey black don't crack that's what it is Let's go. That's what I want. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't think he was 104. I figured he was, you know, 90s. That's uh, that's impressive. Shout out to that guy. I'm sorry I don't remember your name off the top of my head, but I, you did I have a bit role, so actual... don't get don't get too confident. <laughs> I would have placed him an age near like Morgan Freeman, like maybe mid 80s at 
most. So yeah, killing the game. I, I mean, he looked a little I, more I, malnourished than like Morgan Freeman, but <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah, uh, he was great though. He had a couple lines. Uh, he was telling the Donny Blaze to use the sling ring to create the portal, and Madison mm-hmm. got sent off, and somehow she ended up in uh, Wong's living room while he was watching The Sopranos. <laughs> Uh, very funny, and uh, she spoiled the series for him, <laughs> and then that, that apparently that turns into a really good friendship. So we'll talk about that a little bit more at the end because that was technically the post-credit scene. But that's our intro into this episode, and Wong decides that he's going to sue <laughs> Donnie Blaze for uh, I don't know, just illicit use of magic or something like that. I don't really know what the actual charges were, but it was another way to get another fong, uh, funny Wong cameo. There we go. Uh, Noah, what did yeah. you think of uh, seeing our boy Wong again? Uh, I, I I do enjoy Wong. Wong is like new, not new Nick Fury, but like he just keeps popping Agent up Coulson? in places. Agent Coulson. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's definitely new Coulson. He's definitely yep. new Coulson, and and I love him because I love Coulson. Like it's always nice to have that that connecting piece, that little person who can travel from bit to bit, and it's still reinvigorating, still fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't uh, can't forget to shout out, you know, Rosario Dawson. She was a uh, night nurse for the Netflix Defender series, yeah. who's going to be coming she, back, so that's exciting. But yeah, uh, it's just another shout. Had to, had to give it to her. Oh yeah, so so uh, I very much enjoyed it. I loved how it bled into the episode very like well, and I I will rave about the fourth wall breaks from Jennifer because. Uh, uh, from Walters because she just does they're all tongue in cheek and I love how she's like I know you guys are happy to see Wong again unless yeah. I forget <laughs> who show this is yeah the fourth wall <laughs> thing um, it's not annoying yet so I guess they're they're doing it tastefully so far I think you and I were correct in her doing it a couple times an episode not coaches six or whatever he said <laughs> yeah no she's, she's very um, she's very meek with it and this was the episode in which we got dating jet yes the the official like sex positive movement that marvel's putting into the show pretty cool uh side note before we jump into that noah you weren't on last week uh you got to see your uh your wrecking crew weren't you excited <laughs> yeah i was so excited to see the wrecking crew and i i mean all in all super happy to see you know the wreckers and there's like that weird dude in this episode who i think is kind of related to the wreckers during the dating, where he was asking all the questions, but I'll jump to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, the weird guy that, like, was a terrible yeah. date. Yeah, and he was, like, asking her, like, Does, is, is her skin impervious, even vibranium and stuff like that? That was just, I was like, hmm. Mm, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he tried to make it seem like he was just a fan, but yeah, you're right, though. That guy's probably going to come back around. Uh, yeah. This kind of was like adventuring into modern dating, but as a superhero. First, she's a total mom about everything, even though she has no kids. Uses her corporate <laughs> headshot as her uh, dating profile picture. You know, pro move, <laughs> looking like a boss. <laughs> and she got like one date, and it was the weird guy. So, yes, I, I officially am on your side that uh, that guy's probably going to come back around and somehow related to the record crew. But... She realizes how terrible the dating scene is, and then she wants to up her game, so she does exactly what her friend, whose name is escaping me at the moment, and uh, her, her, yeah, her assistant, assistant, right, yeah. Uh, She puts She-Hulk as her her profile picture, and now she's she's getting lots of matches. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, and I, the thing I really enjoy about that is it it truly shows like even someone who you know puts their work first, puts puts themselves on this pedestal of professionalism. When you see a hot person, impossible. What you gonna do? Yeah, right. She threw that. She threw that shirt away. Like it. It is a, a common thing that no matter how like there are people who can be just as professional, who can be lawyers, judges principals teachers and stuff like that but you you become attracted to someone physically yeah i mean this is this is a pg show but there's the whole thing about you know church girls being the freakiest type of thing where it <laughs> doesn't matter who you are you're still a human so there you go yep sex positive movement her using the uh i don't even know what this dating app is called they say it a million times matcher matcher sure Yep, sounds great. Uh, she goes on a few not-so-great dates as She-Hulk. Uh, they went better than the first creepy date, I would say. But, yeah. <laughs> like, a guy's like, I can, you know, I can, what did he say? I can I can squat a half a ton and I don't even have superpowers. And it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> dude, just shut up. <laughs> uh, she but- does get a very handsome man eventually. Hmm. Oh, outright being like a dot. And then we learn that he was just kind of in it for the green. Yeah, he's he's not about the yeah he he, he, yeah, he likes he them cheeks, dude. <laughs> yep, as soon as she's back to white girl Jennifer Walters, he's uh he's not interested anymore. He wants the the bodybuilder She Hulk, and uh, you know who can blame him? I guess. I mean, if that's your type, that's your type. <laughs> that's fair. If it's your type, it's your type. But I mean, both is bad. Enough. I would have been fine if I would have woke up and Jen was there. I'd been like, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't care either way. I think it was uh, very funny. I appreciate everything they were doing in this whole dating situation. Uh, beyond the dating stuff, obviously, we get some more courtroom stuff with Wong. Shout out to more Wong appearances. And uh, he, he goes to the, the, I don't know, the judge with, with these, I don't know, allegations. We are spending a lot of time in this uh courtroom like we expected it's not quite a courtroom drama though it's definitely like the funniest things about court and then it's just like throwing it into the show yeah i would say that uh again no one gets my ali mcbeal reference except people who enjoyed the early 2000s sitcom era but it is ali mcbeal with superpowers and i find that to be really fun or i guess it is as if scrubs was a lawyer show hmm. um and, and I think that they're doing a really good job balancing. I think uh, the part that I really enjoy is we with her and being a law uh, firm and working in a law firm for superpowered individuals, we don't just get Avengers stuff. Like right now we're dealing with magic. And if she got a second season, who's to say that she can't have like a mutant registration episode or something yeah. in which involves like mutants or... or well, like, yeah. Peter, I think that's what makes this character important within this universe. While it's it's shrouded in a lot of comedy and things like that, the fact that they did establish a you know a branch of government, or I, I suppose, in regards to specifically superhero, I mean a law division within this one law mm-hmm. firm. But eventually, I think it's going to get to the point where you know it's specific to superhumans, how they get persecuted, prosecuted, and all that good stuff. So. I think that's going to be developed as other projects go on and maybe even a more in a more serious manner. Like, for example, Daredevil Born Again. Like, we could see some of this lawyer stuff that started as a joke and it ends up being like a pretty uh, significant portion of the new show. Yeah, because, I mean, you got to take into account. 
it's not the same, but Eternals ended with um the world getting ready to be judged. Like right. so the fact that like a lot of a lot of Phase four has been going around this whole thought of judgment because we have the Eternals, we have like Wanda kind of being judged for what she did, as well as Doctor Strange, Peter being judged for what he did. Like, there's a lot of judgment in this Phase four. So the fact that now we're getting Born Again and She Hulk, I think that's going to be a really, I really hope that they play a huge part in the fact of like all this judgment and all. Like, it just makes sense to me. It, it just, I feel like it's going to be a, a pivotal point. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if the cliffhanger that we get at the end of She-Hulk is something as big as, like, a new registration. Or, or like, yeah, a, a um, super-powered registration well, I that mean, we get. It's not confirmed or anything, but I can only imagine that they're eventually going to move towards the Civil War too, which is a common, like, a recent story arc within the comic books. But now they could do it more similar to the first civil war in the comic books where it's a pro human registration or anti, uh, superhuman registration. Right. Uh, cause but in, it, in it, this it, version, it was a little bit, yeah, it was like Sokovia Accords in the MCU for the first civil war movie. So it's a bit different. And I think a lot of it was to do with people not having secret identities and things along those lines. And now we're getting more and more heroes that do have that. So I wouldn't be unsurprised if that's the, the route they go eventually. Yeah, and I mean, the two main characters of the second Civil War are... Uh, Captain Marvel and... Uh, Captain Marvel and... It it's Man? Tony. You can do Ironheart, would, though. You can do Ironheart, or I would... It would be intriguing to do Sam. Or, yeah, or War Machine. Just one of these, you know, one of these other guys that could uh, play like, oh, yeah. a Tony-esque role. Oh, yeah. Don Cheeto after Armored Ward and... They're kind of hinting at the whole relationship that Carol and Rhodey have, which is in the comics, and a pivotal point in what led to Civil War Two. So, yeah. uh, we talked about D twenty three. Obviously, there's a lot of cool projects, so I, I would love to keep expanding on that. But let's <laughs> stick to Shield because it's what's up. Uh, and also in this persecution, so their prosecution. Good lord, uh, they keep remembering <laughs> <laughs> they have to put Madison in on the stand. They eventually get to the point where, like, that you can't prove that magic has been harmful unless you produce a witness that has suffered. And intro to Madison, who is just she's very funny. I'm I'm glad that this character exists. I don't know why she seems like the antithesis of the type of person I would want to. Try, I don't know. Avoid. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, she's great in the show, and the questioning was uh, unreasonable and ridiculous, and uh, I loved it. I will say that uh, we're, we're glossing over the huge demon goat in the room, where when she, she acknowledged, in, <laughs> she lands in Wong's apartment uh, while he's watching Prano, then he asks her, hey, how'd you get here? And she's like, oh, I had like drop some of my blood and make a deal with the demon yeah to trade four traps and four drops of my blood and uh the goat he said i can't tell anyone but he would transport me back home i'm like huh okay i mean yeah demons it's my fisto confirmed all over again <laughs> it's the fly man they keep zooming in on the fly in wandavision i swear it's mephisto <laughs> no if you haven't been on the marvel stuff podcast that is an og joke for this podcast because we 
<laughs> if our loyal listeners want to give it a shout, uh, that's a stupid joke that we made all the way when we started this over a year ago. So Damn. good stuff. Mephisto confirmed. Uh, moving on. Mephisto is confirmed. <laughs> uh, so I guess uh, after that, what really had, happens? Um, yeah. Yeah. So in this episode, it very much does boil down to Wongers versus Wongers uh, versus uh, Donnie. <laughs> And I mean, there's the the big joke on the fact that Johnny Blaze is like a tongue in cheek, maybe against Johnny Blaze. Ghost Johnny Rider, Blaze, fact. yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, but it's mostly buckled down to the dating life of of Jen and the the magic element. And you know, she finds her date. She finds Mister Perfect. She's out here getting ready to snoo snoo. And then Wong, because Donnie being a dick. Uh, tries to do the thing, and I love the fact that they had the person who, like, the portal, and she's like, no, you've already done this. Like, I'm not jumping through a portal. You left my friend stranded. <laughs> to the point where, like, why would you come back to this guy? If you know he, you know he does the same trick, why did you Just return? casting people <laughs> to other dimensions, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's a, it's a funny use of Doctor Strange magic, uh. This this show is clearly a comedy. Almost none of it takes itself seriously, and I think that's a fun change of pace. I'm excited to continue watching it. Uh, I'm really excited for the future of the MCU, uh, and I, you know, it's never over, man. I, a lot of people tried to, you know, back down after Endgame, but I think we got a lot of a lot of light for, coming forward. So, shout oh, out to yeah, the listeners. I, shout out to the fans. I I truly believe, and it sounds like you know the the over. Cumber, like the, the the loud minority of people were like, oh, this is you know the the MCU and stuff like that. Like, it seems like real fans are genuinely enjoying what's being put out. Yes, there's been some that haven't been as great, but I would not rank She-Hulk any lower than any of the other Marvel TV shows that we've gotten at all. So, yeah, I think it's okay. I think it's uh, I like I enjoy it better than Ms. Marvel. Uh, I definitely enjoy it more than Loki, and that you know is blasphemy around here sometimes. So, hey, it's, no, I it, I love it. I genuinely love this show. I think it's funny. I think it's lighthearted, and the people who have been fighting over the fact of like to me, I, I, I throw this to our listeners. I throw this to anyone listening right now who doesn't like She Hulk right now. If Deadpool was doing everything that Jenna, Jen is doing, would you like it? Because if so, I think you need to like reevaluate what you're yeah, thinking. The problem is just not enough people are established She-Hulk fans. And I can't say that I am. I don't mind her, though. But the fact that in the comic book, she does break the fourth wall and she does all these things. We really should have seen this type of show coming if we would have done our research. So we can't really be like, oh, she's just girl Hulk and Deadpool combined. It's like. Not really, though. She's her own individual character. We need to let her uh, kind of flesh out this uh, the future of the show. And she broke the fourth wall. First, she was around before Deadpool. Like, it's... She is doing a phenomenal job establishing that, especially after Endgame and Infinity War, and Eternal... Like, we've had Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Moon Knight. We've had Dark... I think Miss Marvel was the closest thing that we had to kind of a light and fluffy piece. And even then, people were just dying left and right in that show. We also like, had a whole episode about the partition, <laughs> which is not a light story. Right. So I don't think there's going to be 
an episode in She-Hulk because they're playing it like a sitcom unless we have a very special episode. It's going to well, be light and fun. I just want to see what <laughs> how Daredevil, he's going to show up all serious and just like <laughs> Batman light. <laughs> <laughs> and, all the, and then it's just yeah it's gonna be hilarious i can't wait for uh more daredevil because everybody knows i'm a big fan of that guy but that about wraps it up for this episode obviously these episodes are a little bit shorter because the show itself yeah. is shorter so uh noah thank you once again for joining uh you can catch him on the gotham city rogues with uh yourself <laughs> and me anytime yes, and, and anytime maybe not during <laughs> the Game of Thrones marathon. Noah is a fantasy hater. No, just kidding. He watched The Sandman. We reviewed that. It was awesome. Noah's just not a Game of Thrones guy, and I gotta put respect on the name. It's all right. I, I it's all right. It's all good. Yeah. I got Coach yeah. from the Marvel mm-hmm. Stuff Pod, as you all know him. We're covering House of the Dragon. He's a big Thrones guy. I'm a big Thrones guy. We're gonna keep covering it. It's gonna be awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, sometime this week, the D23 episode that uh, I did with the Star Wars Stuff Pod will be up, and you guys can listen to that. Thank you once again, and uh, in the words of the immortal coach, uh, have fun, but not too much fun without us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.